monsters. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> to the podcast. Yes, yeah. the Murder Horror Monsters podcast brought to you by yours truly, the angelic voice that's laughing at me every single time, uh, my perfect angel, Skloon. And my beautiful mistress of the night, <laughs> Ash. <laughs> Listen... Perfect. Yeah. That's all I want to be known as, is the mistress of the night. Yeah. The demon to your seat. Oh. No. Oh. No. <laughs> uh, uh. Nope. Cut that out. Different direction of conversation. Bye. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. We are family friendly. <laughs> I was trying to think that something rhymed, and that <laughs> went... <laughs> That was funny. We're just going to cut it at Demon of the Sea uh, because yeah. I am, yeah, I am, yep, a mermaid. Yeah. Mermaids are cryptids and they're demons of the sea. Period. Period. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So how are you? <laughs> how are things? I'm okay. How are you? <laughs> Well, uh, now that my entire, you know, uh, rapport, my reputation is now completely in shambles, I'm doing no, great. No, you caught yourself. <laughs> I mean, what do you mean you caught yourself? Did it's I? Demon of the Sea, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Demon of the it's Sea. It's like Chicken of the Sea. It's like fine. Tuna. A chicken of the Sea. Yeah. Oh, could you imagine? A sea chicken? Just... Um, well, yes, but like a mermaid coming up and she's like, hey, guys, uh, what's going on? And then she's presented with chicken of the sea oh. and she's like, the fuck is this shit? Man, I would give a mermaid is- chicken of the sea. I'd be like, let me make you a sandwich real quick. Hold on. Hold on. We, as you know, decided that episode 10 was just a special number. It was a special podcast. It was a special thing. And we wanted it to be super special. So we made a part one, and we haven't seen how well you guys liked it, but I have heard some good things just overall, and I'm really excited that we're able to bring part two to the world, and honestly, like, we've, we had pretty much a non-existent week. Oh, wait, hold on. We watched Into the Woods. We did watch Into the Woods. That is what we did, mm-hmm. yes, and... As always, is one of my favorite movies and adventures. Uh, Agony with Chris Pine, and I cannot remember the actor's name. It like it's in my brain. I just can't pair it well. Yeah. But they're incredible, and it's my favorite. Just visual <laughs> battle of wits. Um, but how did you like it? What would you scale into the woods? It was really good. It was really, really good. I didn't think I would... Or I didn't not think I would like it because it was very sing-songy and then, like, sometimes sing-songies can get really annoying. But mm-hmm. it was really good. It reminded me of Sweetie Todd. With, like, yes. they would do stuff and then they would sing a song and then they would do stuff but, like, work it into the song. And I was like, ooh, very nice. <laughs> right. And that's kind of why I also really liked Into the Woods because 
sometimes they would just be like having a conversation and they would be fighting and there was a song yeah. but it made it it's catchy yeah. you know so their songs were not just like let me have a moment to sing and do all this stuff but let me actually complain about why i'm upset about something and in a conversation so it was really great and i really appreciated it but if you guys haven't seen it it's a two-hour movie and it's adventure and i highly recommend watching it it's very good there you go it's very good the way they intermingled everything it's very cute also we watched a episode and a half of bullshit the game show yeah to kind of like you know what would you call it? like wind down relax a little bit more yeah. if you will and that's an interesting concept yeah yeah do you want to you you want to explain what the game show's about uh i'm not sure if i'll be good at it but from my understanding it's kind of like who wants to be a millionaire we answer trivia questions and if you get them right you're golden you're fine just you know pick the right answer but if you don't know the answer you pick one and then you have to convince a panel of jurors to think you're telling the truth and if, if if just one thinks you're telling the truth you can go on to the next level but if they all call bullshit on you then you lose yep that's exactly it yeah. and the thing is is the jurors or contestants or whoever else whatever name they're they're called mm-hmm. they are trying to get you out so that they can take your spot yeah so you know if you're if you're lucky and you keep going it just means that one of them is not able to do anything um, but the other thing is, is the person with the most accuracy of whether or not you're telling the truth or if you're bullshitting gets to be in the hot seat. So they can't just bullshit their entire time. They have to try to actually think if you're telling the truth or not. So it's, it's very much a mind game and I want to be on it. I want to do it. Yeah. I, um, also I did, I did my phone a friend today i asked him about that slang we were like what oh yeah yeah the uh bit of how's your father yeah he said to his knowledge uh he's never heard that <laughs> see that's what i was saying yeah hmm. i feel like they just lie yeah they lie i i don't have a phone a friend i mean i technically do but i'm not gonna call my mother to be like hey i heard this phrase means sexual intercourse can i can I ask you about it? <laughs> um, I googled it, and Google very much was like, "Yeah, this is what this phrase is." <laughs> so, yeah, I googled it too, and I said, "Yeah, that's what it means." And I was like, "Oh, weird." Yeah, I feel like maybe these trivia questions were googled. Yeah, for answers, probably. Yeah. Which I'm not mad about. Just be honest, you know. I will say the first contestant, Yusuf, just super cocky. Oh, yeah. He's super cocky. But super dumb. Yeah. (laughs) Like, his very, was his very first question was, uh, Thomas Edison, what were his two children's names? Yeah. There was, what was it, like, Stitch and Sew, um, click and flash, dot and dash, and something else. Mm-hmm. And the part of the hint was, it was an it was an invention that had just recently come about that Edison was really really excited about. And the dude picked click and flash, 
And I literally was like, first of all, like, I think we have the same idea. We're like, that is the stupidest name to give someone. Yeah. Click. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. Flash makes sense. <laughs> Even if you don't know the answer, like, use your common sense here. What, what would be appropriate names? Exactly. And he was like, oh, the camera was new about the time and blah, blah, blah. And electricity and everything. And I was like, right. But... Also, Morse code just came out. Yeah. Like, I would think that dot and dash would be just a little bit more. It, it just seems to go better. So, but he immediately was out the gate, was just bullshitting. And then the one contestant, what was her name? Katie? Mm-hmm. She was super smart and super great. And she had this idea where she would just over talk about everything. It didn't matter if she knew the question or not. She would just overtalk, really and smart. it made her. Yeah, it was very smart. It made her. It gave the judges nothing. Yeah. And I really like that because now you don't have any tells. It's it's basically poker. You don't have any tells. You don't have any way to show that you're lying. You just look straight ahead, and you just kind of deliver. Yeah. So, it was smart. I liked it. She was. She went home with what two hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah. And and she could have continued going on, but she was just like, nah, 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 I'm going to take this because it's a lot of money. Well, yes. And you get two locks yeah. of, you know, the whole, if I lose, if I don't answer this question right, or if I get bullshitted out all the way through uh, and I lose that part, I only make up, like, I can't, I can't lose anything after one certain point. So... She had locked in 50000 So she was going to go home if she answered any question wrong and got bullshitted out. She would leave home with 50000 So in her mind, she was like, well, I already have a quarter of a million dollars. So if I try to go for more, like, I essentially lose $200,000 and only go home with fifty. I'm going I'm to do the smart thing. And go home with two hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, it was really smart. It was really smart. Besides that, have you been doing any more commissions? Have you been doing the Lord's work out there? The Lord's work. <laughs> yes. Uh, I. You are the angel. I don't think so. I have a couple commissions. I have to replace some because I had placeholders for people that just never got back to me. Oh, mm. Mm, mm-hmm. so as soon as I'm done with these ones, I'll open it up, um, maybe to more people. So maybe I'm not post on Twitter. So if anyone wants a commission, uh, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all should commission Skloon because she makes beautiful things, and I love them so much. Do the thing. Be a part of the thing. Do the thing. Do the thing. If you want to. Well. If you want to. But also, you should do it regardless. No, if you want Ask to. Ask for a cryptid. Oh, man. If I could, I could... I could draw cryptids all day. That's what I'm saying. You should have just an onslaught of cryptid <gasps> commissions. What if, Ash, what if I turned people into cryptids? Oh. My God. Like, that's you should do tiny that. spoiler. But my design's coming out eventually in the future uh gets turned to a cryptid eventually so 
Yay. It'd be fun to turn other people into cryptids. <laughs> I think it'd be great, honestly. And I turned my dog into a cryptid, like, on the daily. I still haven't showed you those pictures, but I will. I will. Please. Skloon told me that she likes to sit there and scare her family members by taking pictures of her dog and then twisting it to look like a cryptid and then sending it to them at, like, 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> my kind of humor. Yeah. All the way. It's so funny. I love it so much. <laughs> Well, speaking of cryptids, are we wanting to do part two of our Tales of the Cryptid? Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, side note, we don't have any tea today. Uh, it's, it's just a little hot in Florida, and I'm not about that. So I have Coke instead, and so does Gloon. So today we're drinking Coke. I have. <laughs> Hi, Coke. Hidden bed Coke. <laughs> oh... No, just <laughs> first a hidden bed knife because she had <laughs> apples in bed. People, please, if you're ever going to have a snack in your bed, make sure that you return the utensils of which you were eating with back to the kitchen. Yeah, I want to hear because bed knife story. <laughs> no, we don't want to hear bed knife stories. We huh. want to hear people saying, yes, I did return the, the butter knife, the fork, the spoon, the steak knife. I sleep with a knife. To the kitchen. That's all you need to know. It's the worst schoolism I've ever heard. Try me. You'll get stabbed. Some nightmares you fighting off? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Burglars <laughs> and the creatures of the night that think the I'm night. vulnerable when I sleep. Just kidding. I have a knife. Just kidding. You thought I was vulnerable. Huzzah. Huzzah. Apple day keeps the doctor away, but a knife keeps everything else away. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. A bed knife makes everything right. <laughs> oh. Well then, mm-hmm. on that note, you should keep a bed knife for our cryptid stories of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe I'm first because mm-hmm. I finished yes- yesterday. Wow. I finished last week's episode with the Yeti. And today, I get to do a few stories on our S-Walker friend. Mm. Now, Skloon has been sending me cryptid TikToks. Mm -hmm. And most of them are now about S-Walkers or doppelgangers because for some reason, that's what she wants to do. And then give me (laughs) horror talk. (laughs) And it's great. You need to see him. I, I need you to see him. I so do. You need to see no, him. I super do. We're parties crime, Ash. It's just so funny because I'm like, wow, these are all my nightmares come to life in video form. Great. Because mm-hmm. there was one where this guy, he went, he locked his front door, he took two steps away, thought to himself, turned around, went back, locked his door again. And he was like, that was weird. And I was like, that's my nightmare. Mm-hmm. That's literally my nightmare. So, uh, we're going to talk about my new nightmares, S-Walkers. So, real quick, we're going to talk a few stories about Reddit, reddit reddit.com slash r slash S-Walkers, spelled out, obviously, because I'm not saying it out loud. We learned our lesson last time. (laughs) Uh, we are also going to be reviewing some stories from, uh, I believe it's supposed to be Cult Nation, but it's spelled C-V-L-T, 
nation.com. Uh, 12 people tell their terrifying encounters with Navajo S walkers. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the photo uh, that recently, and I'm by recently, I want to say uh, in 2014. So and it's not super recent, but it's definitely recent enough to be aware that there's something out there in the world. Yeah, it's in the 20s. Um, this is from, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, this is from krqe.com, and it's just their recent uh, New Mexico S. Walker photo ignites fear article by Kim Velez. Um, but essentially, there is a photo of what looks like to me a grasshopper body and arms and then a monkey's head have you seen this picture mm-hmm. it's terrifying it's terrifying it's super scary mhm it's literally called a strange alien looking creature which to me yes but also who was brave enough to take a picture? Regardless if it's real or not, who's brave enough to take a picture, you know? So, it was showing an unexplained being lurking on the side of the road. Uh, it's claimed to have been taken near Lybrook and Counselor, which is near the Jigaria Reservation. This story claims that a a geologist was working in an oil field in the area, saw something odd, and took a heat signature of it, and he quit the very next day. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the story just went viral, as it always does. People saw the picture and immediately was saying, you know, I don't want to go there. Oh my gosh, is this real? S. Walker, S. Walker, S. Walker. As we know, the S. Walker from Sloon's amazing research refers to the Native American legend that was brought to life by the author Tony Hillerman. Um, it is a person with a supernatural ability to turn into animals, yourself, your comrades, pretty much anything, and it's able to mimic your voice or someone else's voice in order for you to come out. However, it's not allowed in your house because of vampire rules. Unfortunately, the picture and the story was debunked, so it was proven false. Uh, It comes from the 1980s science fiction movie Extro, um, where the creature is born and then goes on the hunt and is spotted by a couple driving along the road. So it's not real it is a prop it is a picture from a movie which is really sad but the fact that a lot of people immediately like that's how much i think the story of the s walker is is that people had no doubts about it because that's what the s walker would or could have done yeah. so mm-hmm, you know not about that life and who's who's to say the 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 movie creature wasn't based off of a nice walker you know exactly maybe some stuff happened and they were like this is spooky let's put it in a movie exactly so i'm not about that life uh regardless if it's real or not it can stay 
in the woods because I'm never going to the woods. Going to the woods? No. <laughs> going to the woods. Follow the voices. Going to the woods. <sighs> <laughs> We're going to get so many calls just being like... <laughs> Scoot, calls on Scoot our live radio to go show. to the woods and we did and we see some spooky stuff i lost my favorite barrette in the woods because i had a vision it's mine now the bar is mine bed knife chasing mm-hmm. me my barrette <laughs> me <laughs> so from the cult nation uh it does say 12 people tell their horrifying stories uh we're not going to read all 12, so I highly recommend that you go check out the website. It, all the links, as usual, will be posted in the description because we are just reading people's experiences, and this is something that I feel should never be twisted or taken to be turned into someone else's perspective. So this is the stories. My grandmother on my mother's side has always been very suspicious. For lack of a better word, she's not religious, but she does believe in a lot of paranormal stuff. Her mother was full-blooded Navajo, and her father was Irish. Either way, she'd never been anywhere east of Montana, and she grew up in Nevada. One year when I was in grade school, we went to visit. Most of the visit was pretty uneventful. Typical, boring, old people stuff except she always kept her curtains drawn shut and she would always peek out the window and when someone asked what she was doing, she would simply reply, Yanad Lushi is watching me. This went on for nearly the entire visit until a few days before we were due to leave, my grandma and my then baby brother, because he's 19 now, were in the front yard that evening planting flowers, when all of a sudden, my grandmother starts shouting, insert little brother's name here, get away from that creature, it's not safe. Of course, being in Nevada, we all assumed that my brother had found a scorpion or a rattlesnake, so we all run outside to see my grandmother clutching my little brother and shaking in terror against the side of the house, and standing out in the yard was a large, black, Great Dane-sized dog. It was staring at my grandmother with an intensity I'd never seen before. It looked up at us, gave a little huff, and bounded off. I don't remember if it moved unusually fast or not, but I do remember it had really deep yellow eyes. When I asked my grandmother what happened, she kept repeating, the Yanel Delushi has found me, and she moved a couple of weeks after that. Yeah. I'm sorry, when my mother asked my grandmother what happened. <laughs> That's really spooky. Ugh. That is super spooky, especially for the fact that it wasn't like, it, it wasn't like a weird creature. It was a really black dog. And so the bro- little brother probably was like, oh my gosh, puppy. <gasps> this reminds me of the demon cat. Demon cat? The house my brother lives in now. I told you about, like, the spoopy things in the window and stuff like that. We used to have a demon cat. It was an all-black cat. And no matter what window you were looking out, 
it would always sit underneath it, like at nighttime. Weird. So like you just look out the window and it'd be there. You look out a different window and it'd be there. The demon cat. <laughs> I think he just wanted to be loved. I know. I left food for him because I'm a crazy <laughs> person. But you know what? It's a kitty. Right now we have a cat that keeps appearing around our house. And he's a little baby tuxedo kitty. But it makes all of my cats very angry. Oh. So. Oh no. They're like, who is this fancy man? He literally will sit outside the window and he'll just stare at them. That's it. It's pretty great, honestly. My uncle is Mexican and Native American. This happened in the Mojave Desert in Southern California. He was driving around with his girlfriend late at night, and they saw something that looked like a huge black dog on the side of the road. He slowed down, and the dog began crossing the road. Instead of walking like a normal dog would, this thing moved like a toy rocking horse. He said it stopped in the middle of the road, stared right at them, and its eyes had a red glow. My uncle is the most badass person I know, and it scared the crap out of him. I'm trying to imagine a rocking toy horse. That's terrifying. Like a rocking horse? Mm -hmm. I just imagine being like, creak, 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 like doing the little like... Well, it's walking like that kind of horse. It's not an actual, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like the horse itself, no, but yeah, it's yeah. walking. It's walking like that. So I'm trying to imagine, yeah. So you mean like a sway? Like it's kind of swaying back and forth while it walks? Maybe? That's, ew. I don't like that at all. Mm-mm. No, thank you. Send it back to whence it came. Eat it back. Bye. Eat it back into the void. You can have it back. We don't want it. We don't want it. No, thank you. No, thanks. So this happened about 12 years ago. My family owns a farm in the heart of the Indian Reservation. One winter, I was home for Christmas, taking care of the farm while my parents were away Christmas shopping. As I was home by myself way late in the night, and I hear all our cows freaking out. I knew it had to be the wild dog that was rampant in the area. So I threw on some boots, grabbed a shotgun, loaded it up, and headed to the field. This was a perfect scenario for a horror movie. It was cloudy, but there was a full moon, and it was breaking through the clouds just right to light up all the snow. I ran out into the middle of the field, and just in time, I see two dogs. They were standing up facing each other and fighting. I think, perfect, two for one. So I pump a shell into the chamber of Mr. 12 Gauge, and then it happened. The two dogs heard the rack. They both stopped, looked over at me, and ran away. On their back legs. <laughs> Immediately I froze, and every ghost story about S. Walkers and all the other native legends I grew up with flew through my mind. Keep in mind, I am a white guy. And up until then, these were all just boogeyman stories and native kids like to tell us to scare us. That night, they became real to me. Ugh. I don't like it. 
I don't like it at all. Just running on their back legs. Like, you think that they're fighting, and then you try to be subtle. You And then they're like, oh? And then run, like, skip around on their two legs. But they look like giant dogs. No. I can't. Mm-mm. Some Scooby-Doo stuff. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? Got some work to do now. <laughs> Don't sue me, Disney. I'm sorry. Maybe Scooby-Doo was an S1. That's why I uh, talk about stuff. <laughs> maybe. maybe. Anyway. Does Disney own Scooby-Doo? Now Scooby I have Doo? to think about that. It's Warner Brothers. It's not. It's a... No. What? It's Hanna-Barbera. <gasps> That's true. That's true. Right? Santa Barbara. Yeah, I think the I think the live action movies are Warner Brothers. That's the thing. I think yeah, so. Yeah. yeah, that sounds about yeah. right. I'm not a director, so I don't know. I'm not that a sounds scientist. About right to me. Who knows? I'm not. I'm just a demon of the sea. I'm just a demon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chicken mm-hmm. of the sea. Chicken of the sea. This didn't happen to me but a very close friend of mine i've heard a lot about coyotes and s walkers and had a weird experience or two with coyotes creepiest was waking up to my sleeping bag being surrounded in paw prints without ever hearing them during the night but never anything paranormal so to speak patrick's story however kept me from going back to my favorite backcountry secret stash He was leaving the area one morning, had been camping there a couple of days, and said that there was a coyote that always seemed to be close by, like in his peripheral vision, but never overt. He loaded up his truck and started to drive down the washout to the fire road. At the end of the wash, he could see the coyote following him. When he pulled onto the road, it was running next to him. Now he was freaked out. So he sped up. He said he was going 35 or so, and it was running along beside him. Definitely not possible. When he looked back, the Cody was running on two legs and was wearing what Patrick said looked like buckskin pants. An instant later, it was a person wearing a coyote fur keeping pace with his truck. When he looked again, it was gone. We never went back to the grove after that. <gasps> Spooky skeletons. Spooky scary. Big dog things. Yeah. Running by a Essentially. <laughs> Anything that's running 35 miles an hour is terrifying. Yeah. I, I don't... Yeah, just the fact... That your car is not able to outrun this thing mm. is so scary. Yeah, if your car can't outrun it, like, you sure as heck ain't gonna outrun it. <laughs> oh no, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> My husband and I am currently in a schoolie camping on BLM land, Bureau of Land Management. He prefers not to use the bathroom in our schoolie, so he went to the outhouse. After about 20 minutes, he comes back and is really freaked out. 
He asked me if I was outside the bathroom meowing at him. I told him I wasn't. I had been inside reading a book and cuddling our dogs. He said he kept hearing a meow in my voice. I know a meow, so obviously a possible cat is what you're thinking. My husband and I meow at each other. We've been doing this for over 15 years, and I have a specific way I do it that can't really be mistaken for a cat. I usually meow when I want him to come look at something. That's what he swears he heard. He said he felt dread each time he heard it, and all the hairs on his arms stood up. I questioned him if there was any chance it was a cat at all, and he said there is no doubt that it was a human pretending to meow, but exactly like my voice. He was so freaked out, he refuses to leave the bus or let me take the dogs out. What do you make of this, and should I be worried? I'd be worried. I would be worried, too. I'm trying to think, like, I meow to my cats. Yeah, I also meow to my cats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and so I know that there's like, meow. My cat just looked at me like, really? Yeah, what did you just say? <laughs> what did you just say to me? How dare you? I know you're not mocking me. Yeah. But like, hello. Thank you. My cat just decided he was going to come up and try to butt my microphone. No, thank you. It is important things to say. <laughs> yeah, that's all he wants to those say. Important things. <laughs> First of all, why did he's why does he want to use the outhouse? Sir, you have a perfectly good bathroom in that bus. Stay. Maybe do the thing in there. He's got to take a real bad stinky. Oh, he got a he got poo poo. Yeah, like a he real gotta, bad stinky. Like got like mm. he ate like two weeks worth of Taco Bell in one sitting. Well then. Real. He definitely should use an outhouse then. <laughs> Real he's bad. thinking of his wife. Yeah. yeah. He's being considerate. He's being nice. Yeah. And my last story is uh, from Reddit's uh, user Budsa107. Uh, it's a bit of a long boy. Ooh. Uh, I love a long boy. Mm-hmm. I'm 17 years old, and I know what you're thinking. It's just this kid's imagination. Just let me tell you the story, and you can decide if you think it's real or not. It was mid-December to late December 2020 in central Pennsylvania. I honestly didn't think we had any skinwalkers here until now. Here's the story. I was at my family cabin, hunting like most Pennsylvania do in December. I was going to be there for two weeks with my dad, brother, and grandfather. We arrived the first day at 4.45 p.m. So we still had some hunting light left, and so we grabbed our rifles and headed out. We got some light snow in the morning, so we could see tracks easier, but not enough to get stuck or lost in. We walked for roughly five minutes. When we finally came across some tracks, there were two sets and some scat, and we could tell by the size of the scat that one was a buck. My brother and dad went after one set of tracks and me the other. I followed the tracks 
always until the brush was getting too thick for me to see past 30 yards. So I decided to sit up against a tree with my rifle. About 15 minutes later, I was eating a snack bar and drinking some water when it sounded like I went deaf. No noise. The whole wood sounded quiet. And when I heard a loud crunch and pop of sticks and leaves, sounded way too heavy to be a deer, but couldn't have been a bear since we didn't see many in the winter. The one way I knew something was right was the awful smell of meat that sat in the sun for two weeks. Five minutes later, everything was still very quiet, was still very quiet when I suddenly got this feeling of being watched. Now, I don't get scared easily, but I got up, packed all my stuff up, grabbed my gun, and walked slowly, looking behind me every few yards. When I finally got back to camp, it was 5.54, roughly, and it was dark. I saw my brother, dad, and grandfather sitting around the campfire eating hot dogs and beans. I pulled up the chair and got a hot dog and started to eat it when my dad asked, did you see anything? I sat and thought for a minute, no, nothing but snow and birds, thinking that it was a good idea to hide what I smelt and heard. Later that night, when I laid down, I thought about it some more and texted a family friend. He was... 49, maybe 50, and the smartest outdoorsman I knew. I texted him, Hey, so I had a weird experience in the woods today. And he texted back, What happened, son? I said, This terrible smell that I've never smelled before, and these really big footsteps way bigger than a deer. He said, Smell? What kind of smell? I said, like someone left meat out in the sun for days. He texted, Oh, I was worried you would say that. Let me tell you a story. I was 27 in 1999, and I was hunting deep in the woods. I was in there for some time when this smell overcame me, smelling like rotting flesh, and everything went silent. I couldn't see anything, but about 15 minutes later, I heard someone say my name and say, come here. The only part was it was my mom's voice clear as day, but the thing is that she died two years before. I ran and I never looked back and I never hunted there again. I had dropped my phone from pure shock and I pulled my blankets up and I went to bed. I didn't want to move. I had a terrible nightmare of a deer that really wasn't a deer chasing me and I felt right before he attacked me, I woke up sweating and screaming. On day two, we went out for our second day of hunting, and I walked to a tree stand we put up that summer. I got in, and about an hour or so later, everything went silent. I heard the walking again, and the smell was back. Only this time I could see it. Raggy skin, almost like it didn't fit. No tail. Skin on the face was dropping way back below where it should be. 
I pulled up my gun, shaking like never before. I looked down the scope and shot it twice. It ran so fast into the bushes while screaming and crying like crazy. Five minutes later, my dad radioed me, asking if I got one. I said, well, I shot something that looked like a deer. I, I don't know what it was, please just get here. As I dropped my radio to the ground, my brother and dad and grandfather all came with their guns. Fifteen minutes later, I was still in the tree, shaking, and they had to help me down from it. They asked me what I shot, and I said, I think it was a doe, but it was different. I told them what it was, and they didn't believe me, which I don't blame them. It was crazy to think I barely believed myself. And the craziest part of it all happened. We all heard our mom's voices say our name and say, where are you? Yeah, that's right. We all heard our own moms say the same thing. My grandfather heard his, my dad heard his, and my brother and I ours. We all looked at each other and got out of there. And then we heard a baby crying. We felt bad, but had to go because we knew it wasn't real. We got to the cabin, and while we were packing, we heard a thud. I opened the door with rifle in my hand, and I saw two dead rabbits on the porch with their stomachs ripped out. We got out of there, ran to the truck, rifle still in hand. We got in and drove fast, and that was the longest ride ever. We sold the properties and some of us would go back. The new owners have had it for roughly a year, and now they just started having problems. Should we tell them what happened to us? Yes. <laughs> yes, you should. <laughs> I'd be mad, uh, big Angie, if I bought a house. To, like, see yeah. something, say something. Yeah. Yep, see something, say something. <laughs> I I think it was trying to be friendly. Mm, maybe. It gave them two dead rabbits. I'm, already dead. I guess Partially so. gutted. It was just being friendly. It was trying to let them know that their mom loved them. Right? Just trying to give them a nice present. A super nice present. Yeah. Crazy. I think the craziest part is that they all heard their own mom's voice at the same time. Yeah. Like, not even a, here's your wife, here's your daughter, and here's your mother. Like, the one voice. Yeah. It just, that's insane. Yeah. And the smell of rotting flesh. Yes, spoopy. That's a very specific smell. Uh, I would know. Don't ask. Um, but it's a very specific smell, and it's not ha- it's not easy to replicate, and it's not hard to know. You yeah. know, like if you've never smelled it before, you're like, oh, that's this. Yeah. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. I do like the fact that. They uh, all would just carry their guns around. Yeah. 
And like the fact that no one even thought that each other would be the creature. True. Like, how do you know? How do you know? How do you know? know? If I went back to the campfire and everyone else was eating hot dogs, and I'm like, guys, I was only gone for like an hour. Yeah. Hour and a half. Where did you go? Where's the deer that you were supposed to get to? Hello? Oh, that's a good point. Mm -mm. Oh, no. That's a good point. Oh, no. His whole family is skinwalkers. The hot dogs. They were skinwalkers. Oh, I mean S-walkers. S-walkers. Oh, God, I did the same thing. Well. Oh, no. This is our lad podcast because we're both dead. Yeah. That's all that happens. Mm. It's okay. It's fine. Everything is fine. Everything is the fine. The baby thing, though, the baby crying thing, I heard in a lot of stories about them. That's like a that's like a common thing with them. Yeah. Like, they, what are they trying to do? They're trying to feed off of your sympathy and your empathy as a person? Yeah, they're trying to get you to go into the woods. That's what they're trying to do. I also read some of the comments. Mm-hmm. So, this story came out seven days ago, by the way. What? Yeah. By the way, seven days ago, there's definitely someone who, who's like, I believe your story 100%. I believe the story 100%. This is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Mm. Yeah. And so, this person, uh, just at 22, is, like, they, they, they said a lot. But one of them was... They don't want to take me seriously, but you would think after so many stories like yours, they come to an understanding about this. It's one thing to have someone calling your name in your deceased mother's voice, may her soul rest in peace, but to have two gutted animals sitting right outside your door is a sign to me. Yeah. And yes. Yes, it is. So. Maybe they're just like cats. They bring you dead things. Presents. So that's what someone said. Someone said, as far as the dead rabbits go, do you have any pets? One of my cats was notorious for leaving headless rabbits either at the front or back door or at the windowsill. Little gifts, I suppose. I don't know what she did with the heads, though. And the response was, I do, yes, but this was miles from my house and it was up in the mountains. Yeah. So. Spoopy. I, it's just. Ooh. It's, it's bad. Very scary. They're very scary things. I think I think they're, they're, they're more scary to me than anything else. It's because they're intelligent. <laughs> and they know how to, like, yes. get what they want. Yes. They're super intelligent. Like, you remember the game Until Dawn? Yes. So that's why I think that game was super scary to me. Because the game... If no one's ever played it, it is a uh, somewhat of a choose-your-own-adventure uh, butterfly effect game. So you play as the six kids that are back up in a mountain uh, to hang out, but also remember their friend's death. And throughout the story, you make choices. Choices either kill you or save you or whatever. And you find out that the main killer is a wendigo and the wendigo that they had mimicked voices and i don't think wendigos in general are little wendy boys i don't think that they mimic voices in general but it was like it can see movement it sees heat um only when it's moving though 
they can't shapeshift like an S walker, but they can mimic voices and mimic like sounds of people or crying and things like that. And I was like, I think that's the scariest thing to me, having something imitate you or a baby crying or something of that nature, because it shows that they are super intelligent. And I think intelligence is what truly makes something scary. Yeah. You can understand pure animal lust. You can understand the will to survive, tricksters, whatever. But the intelligence behind, I want to get my food, and this is how I'm going to get my food, and haha, my food is humans. Yeah. It's all scary, so. It's super scary. I hate it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I really wanted to share those stories. I That last story, I had read it earlier, and I was like, oh, I got to read this one. Yeah. Like, I can't. It was just the sounds, the silence, the the animal, the rabbits, everything. So. Well, thank you. Those are spoopy. Uh, I, I, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to have a hard time sleeping tonight. Honestly. <laughs> Our campfire story is passing around. Yeah. It's, it's so funny, too, because, like, we always record uh, later in the day. So it's, like, late around bedtime. Oh. So we do our thing, and then we're like, okay, good night. <laughs> good night. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. I hope that you keep your bed knife safe. Oh, yeah. Bed knife is certainly mm-hmm. coming with me tonight. <laughs> Woo! Bed knife. Um... And just real quick, I also think it's a little, like for me, you know, when I lived alone was when I was um, working through things and have any roommates or anything like that, didn't have a partner. Um, True crime for a little bit was hard to listen to late at night Mm -hmm. only because it was most of the stories of like people couldn't tell that they were being broken into or they had walked home gotten home or whatever and things were just slightly off and so like I was very like aware I wanted to be aware of my situations uh I'm still very much aware of my current situation even though I have people in my house at all times but I think cryptids especially stories about s walkers or like we said the intelligent ones um I think those scare me more even though people can very easily be like that's not real like what are you talking about they're just scary folklore stories you know just stories made up about you know people just seeing big dogs in the wilderness and that happens like all the time i live in an area full of coyotes who's to say that one isn't yeah an S walker, you know, and we don't know. We don't know until we experience it for ourselves. And at the end of the day, do you really want to experience it? No, no, you don't. Exactly, exactly. So, but uh, if I remember correctly, your stories mm-hmm. that you're sharing today, I also do not want to ever happen. No, no, no. So, I, I am ready. Yeah. So today, I have only a couple, because it's very hard to find anything on it, which is surprising. I feel like, the, well, it might be more videos, maybe text form, It'd be hard to do. But we're going to talk about the hauntings at the Lal Lori Mansion. Is it 
La Lowry or is it La Lori? How do you? I've been saying it. I've just been. I don't know what I've been saying. I think I change it every time I say it. Honestly, because I don't know exactly how it's pronounced. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, French. French names are so hard. Yeah, I'm gonna be real. So I'm sorry. And I took French. <laughs> I have French relatives. It's hard. Sometimes it's like B E A U X A U, and you're like, why? It's bow. Why do you need yeah. 18 different letters in here? So yeah, yeah for no, why? I, I feel you. For why? <laughs> for why? Yeah, but I'm, I'm sorry I keep pronouncing it differently. It's, just, it's gonna keep happening, so I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> but we have a couple of stories. I have a really long one, and I have a kind of short. Let's start with the short one first, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Give us the short one. Okay. So I found these both again on uh, Reddit. I just looked up the La Lori Mansion and it came up. So that's where I went. This one was posted by Jungle Cat 143. I was recently in New Orleans over Halloween weekend and went to see the infamous La Lori Mansion with a friend of mine. She led the way and I wasn't sure what it looked like or where it was, but as soon as we walked by it, I knew what it was. I don't really remember what happened. All I remember is feeling an immediate sense of dread. My friend said my face dropped and I looked severely depressed and asked if I was okay. Then when we walked away, I was like, yeah, I'm fine, why? And she asked me if I felt a ghost. Not sure if it was a ghost or not, but I definitely felt the presence of a strong evil that made me uncomfortable and caused me to wish to leave immediately. So much sadness there. Has anyone else been to the mansion? I, having the feeling of just immediate dread is not something I feel like anyone wants to experience. No. Ever. No. And the fact that she didn't know that she was there and then immediately was like, I want to go home. I don't want to be here anymore. I want to do X, Y, Z. Like, that's very telling. Yeah. You know? Mm -mm. And, like, random, out of nowhere dread is such a, like, a gross feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say, and the fact that it was so visible that her friend was like, hey, like, are you okay? And she wasn't really affected. Yeah. 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 It's poopy. I remember like a couple of years ago or something i don't know they were saying something you know wars and stuff all that good horrible stuff that's happening in the world but they're talking about something mm-hmm. about like bombings or something and then how they might move to the u.s i don't know just people talking and it got in my head got stuck in my head but we have an airport next to my house so like sometimes planes fly really low it doesn't happen a lot, oh, yeah. but they fly really low over my house. And I remember one time, one did, and I just got, like, random dread. And I just, I couldn't do anything because it's just a sick feeling in my stomach. <laughs> That's scary. Because mm-hmm. I was just imagining, like, like you're just chilling out and you're, like, looking on your, on your phone or you're watching TV. And then all of a sudden, you just have this pit of despair yeah. in your stomach. I don't like that. I don't like that feeling. And you can't do anything about it. It's just there. And then you have to wait for it to go away. And you're like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Go away. I'm fine. But it's just like still lingering. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. 
theme. My second story uh, was from a deleted user, and I couldn't find them. But the story is still here. (laughs) So wherever you are, I read. It was posted three years ago. A few years ago, I was going through a rough patch financially. I was looking for just about any job that would pay decent and had flexible hours. I used to work as a housekeeper. Quite honestly, it was something I was hoping to come up with a job opportunity. At that time, I was living in Louisiana, which is kind of far from all the major hustle and bustle that Louisiana has offer. Luckily for me, a friend of mine told me about a small housekeeping job her boss had mentioned. They were looking for someone to come in two times a week to clean the first and second floors of this house that was located in downtown New Orleans. To fast forward things a bit, I ended up going down to the place, huge, beautiful French home, literally in the heart of New Orleans, and got the job. The first day was vanilla, nothing but work, you know. I did what there, I did what I was there to do, and as I got ready to leave, I got a whiff of this horrible stench, almost like burnt rotten meat. I thought to myself, did I forget to take the trash out? So I ran to the kitchen, and the smell faded kept checking but couldn't find the source of the smell. After double checking everything, I left. When I came back early the very next day, I was in the second floor dusting the parlor area when I heard chains being dragged across the floor. At first it startled me and I just brushed it off as someone outside, but then I heard it again and again. It definitely was coming from the inside of the house, so I ran as fast as I could downstairs to tell the other housekeepers that somebody else could possibly be inside. There was only two of us there that day. She just looked at me, told me my mind, mind my own business and keep working. It was nothing. Rude. I know, right? Mind your business. Go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> she was kind of a mean old lady, but I shrugged it off and went back upstairs. Again, out of nowhere, that putrid stench of burnt rotten meat filled the air. It was very annoying because just just like that, it randomly came and went. Some days you'd smell it downstairs, others upstairs. Later on in the day while I was using the restroom, I heard a huge commotion upstairs on the third floor. What sounded like a young girl screaming and a woman chasing after her to, to get in here. I literally was like, what the fuck? I opened the door and heard running upstairs and then it stopped. The yelling, the screaming, everything. I went back downstairs. And at this point, I was frustrated and told the other housekeeper what I just heard. She looked at me and she says, You never hear anything, okay? It's best if you just go on as if you don't notice a thing. Thing is, she always assured me that there was no one there. That we were fine. Needless to say, while I worked at that house a whole month, that's how long I could take it. I heard repetition of the same. Yelling, screaming, and chasing. Other days, I hear chains dragged and dropped on the floor, but the thing that did it for me was when I was taking my lunch break on the second floor and heard a sudden cry of agony and despair, followed the sound of chains that seemed to be coming from the third floor. I panicked, thinking someone was hurt and needed help, so as soon as I was getting up to go help, I see a tall, dark man with chains wrapped around his neck. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. And just like that, I ran out of the house as quick as possible. I never even told the person that hired me that I had no intentions of returning. I just stopped showing up. As rude as it seems, I couldn't care less. I just wanted nothing to do with that place anymore. 
Anyway, it wasn't until four years later, when I had long moved away from Luzeriana, that I returned to New Orleans with my boyfriend on vacation. We decided to do one of their spooky history tours, and I tell you, when I seen that familiar building, my heart sank. Oh no! Anxiety was building up inside of me as the tour guide told us the story of the building I once used to work at and the horrible, tragic, malicious things that happened there. I felt sick to my stomach, and I begged my boyfriend to go back to the hotel. I worked at the infamous Lorelei Mansion. I never knew the backstory. I hadn't even heard of it. But after the tour, facts, doing my own research, everything I experienced made sense. It still gives me goosebumps to this day, remembering the day I heard Madame Lorelei chasing after what could have been a slave girl upstairs on the third floor. I'm almost positive it was her. Also, I will add that the stench of rotten burnt meat could have been the spirits of many slaves that had died tortured by the hands of that evil woman. That is... fucking insane. Yeah! Spoopy! (laughs) The fact... Honestly, though, I kind of love the other housekeeper that was like, you don't hear shit. You don't see shit. Like, she was rude at first, but then it made sense when she was like, no, 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 no. Like, don't talk about yeah. it. We don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about We don't talk about Bruno. Probably because either she experienced it herself, and then if she just stopped giving it attention, she realized that it stopped yeah or wasn't as noticeable or maybe there was another housekeeper who this girl replaced who went batshit crazy true 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 the smell of burnt flesh mm. and mm. i like how both of our stories had smells in them i know mm. that was great but i would you all right here question time mm-hmm. would you rather have a job that you have to be at for a whole year and experience that on the regular or would you encounter an s walker out in the middle of the woods okay so who i think i would take the it's very hard because like on one hand you have to be there for a whole year experiencing that if you find ways to deal with it to make it not happen as much cool mm-hmm. but you still have to be there for a whole year meanwhile the s walker thing you experience it once but it could have aftermath effects you could die yeah so i don't know i i think i think i would do the year one yeah. Mm-hmm. Because at, at a point, you're going to get so used to it that it's not going to startle you anymore. Maybe you could have a best friend ghost. Yeah. You just have, like, like, orange slices with a ghost. Exactly. You're like, hey, guys, I brought my Uncrustables for everyone to share. Yeah, and just like, hear, yeah. <laughs> like, yep. Disembodied yays. I brought these little cuties, these little oranges. Everyone can have some. The goldfish is for for for, for all. Yeah. Have at it. I'm sorry, John. Uh, I couldn't bring you your requested ham sandwich. I only got enough money for PB and J. Suck it up. Oh. <laughs> John Angie. Rattle, rattle, yeah. rattle. <laughs> well, that's the thing too, because like people live in haunted house, right? And they like befriend ghosts. Like, there's ways to do it where you're like, I respect you. Please don't 
do this. You're not wrong, but it's not ideal. No, but I mean, if you have nowhere else to go, you have to stick with it. Yes. But I also think that I would take the year job. Yeah. Honestly, I, th- I think I would. Yeah. Yes, I think I would take the, the year one because same reasoning as you. You don't necessarily die. You can. I think you absolutely can die if there's like ghost interventions and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. They're angry. But uh, if I remember correctly, ghosts are actually not allowed to harm people. Oh? Is it just demons? There is a ghost code. There's a ghost code? Which sounds crazy. There is a ghost code. So I followed this girl on TikTok. I do not remember her name, but she is a medium. So she communicates with ghosts. She can actually talk to them and stuff like that. Um, And she and a few other people had like this whole thing where it's not known. And obviously people can be like, oh, that's superstition or that's hearsay. Listen, I'm a firm believer that the fact that there is other things in this world that we are not aware of. And at the same time, like, I don't want to delve too much into it. You know, I'm my curiosity is fine. Where is it? It's satiated. It's sated? Satiated? Satisfied. We're going to go with that word. But essentially, the code is just like, you know, there's just no harm to the living. You can be around. You can talk. You can throw things. You can do whatever. But you are not allowed to actually cause harm to a living person. So I'm taking that belief mm-hmm. and knowing that if I ever run across a spirit who's angry, I know that, you know, they technically cannot hurt me. Or if they do hurt me, they get punished for it. So I think that's why I would choose to be in the mansion. Also because um, at the end of the day, those people died a horrible, tragic death. Yeah. They're just looking for a release. Yeah. A love and acceptance and to move on they want to move on so i think you know i would be able to reason with myself that it's not nearly as bad as people would make it to be i mean i don't know if i could handle the smell of rotting meat all day every day that's a whole thing that's a thing yeah but uh i feel like i'd survive versus a chance meeting in the middle of the woods with an s walker that could possibly run 35 plus miles an hour and i definitely can't run period so true i die true immediately you just die yeah yeah (laughs) thank you we can be like the bear the bear question if a bear is running full force at you what do you do (laughs) i just stand still (laughs) because i'd be like you just die (laughs) i I did you just die that's all I die. <laughs> Thank you for those stories. Yes. Those are well, technically. Thank you to the people that gave us your stories on the Reddit. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing. If you know, if you see it, share it. That's what they're doing, and we appreciate you. Exactly. The internet is where you just tell all your stories, true or false, mm-hmm. and we hope that they're all true. Well, let me rephrase that. We believe that they are true. We hope that they're not true. Yes. We hope that you do not encounter these creatures or these experiences. But at the end of the day, um, yeah, thank you for 
for people willing to share their story and be a part of the culture, if you will, right? The culture? Yeah. Yeah. Especially for those who are of indigenous tribes, because, you know, it's really scary to share your history, your culture, your anything, and the people be like, no, you're crazy, you're stupid, this is wrong, you know, whatever. And the fact that people are willing to share their culture, be it dance, songs, traditions that they have with their family, or stories about creatures that they've encountered so we we appreciate you giving us all of them all the things that are getting so i feel like we just had like a sleepover with um scary stories and i mean i've been snacking on chicken nuggets this entire time so hopefully i can delete all that sound but I feel like I just had, like, a really good sleepover experience. Yeah. I, I really like this. I think this is a good good time. Yeah. So maybe we'll make this a thing where maybe not a two-parter, maybe a three-parter. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but I feel like every so often we'll definitely do stories of, like, a collection. And if you guys want to hear a specific cryptid, um, have Skloon research it if we haven't already me research it please give me the chance um but give me the chance <laughs> um but if you have a specific story creature tale that you want us to know like please give it to us let us know follow us on twitter at mhm pod uh, you can dm us there you can tag us and whatever you can even email us at murder horror monsters pod at gmail.com if you don't want it publicly on display we'll publicly read it well we'll make it public but we can we can leave out your name if you so desire yeah be anonymous anonymous so but i think that means uh because it is it is pretty late Mm -hmm. my fault i took a nap but i feel like uh, I feel like I want to round out our sleepover with an episode of Bullshit the Game Show or Is It Cake? We still have to finish season one of Is It Cake. It's true. I feel like I need to find something happy to end our S Walker oh, yeah. we, and Ghost Adventure. We definitely can't go straight to bed after this. There's no way. No. We need to go look at pictures of puppies and kittens, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, to end it on a sweet note on our side, what is your spoonful of sugar today? Um, you know what my spoonful of sugar is? Hmm. That you is in my life, and I get to do this with you. That is my spoonful of sugar. No, you can't. No. Yeah. No. Listen, I know if I have hard days, I can always come talk to you. And I, this is one of the part of my weekend that I look forward to the most. I just get to hang out and we get to tell spoopy stories. And it's the funnest time ever. Pretty Aww. Sometimes it's the funnest part of my whole week and it makes it all worth going through everything else. It makes it worth working through the whole week? Yeah. Because I know that you've been busy at work lately. Yeah. Yeah. No. Aw. Honestly... That was kind of 
my spoonful because <laughs> hear me out. It's mush time. It's mush time. Uh, oh, I forgot to mush right off the bat that one time. Okay, next episode. Next episode. No. Stop. You stop it. You you shush your mouth. <laughs> um, but I I generally do. My spoonful generally is the fact that we have over the past five months because we started talking about this in January mm-hmm. and over the past five months we have gotten so close and we have gotten just super comfortable with each other and just the fact that I I feel like I'm in a friendship where I don't know if you've also experienced this or if anyone else does but I feel like I'm in a friendship where I feel like I'm not annoying yeah you know <laughs> i i always feel like i'm annoying my friends because i want to hang out i want to play games i want to talk to people i want to genuinely enjoy my time with people and the fact that i can literally message skloon everyone needs a skloon i can literally <laughs> message her and just be like hey what are your plans and immediately she's like is it ash time yeah is it can I hang out with Ash time? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Can I hang out with Spoon time? Is that this time? And we we never have a plan of what we're going to do. But we don't care what we end up doing. Yeah, it's just being with each other. And yeah, so like last night we watched Into the Woods and then I was like, what's on Netflix randomly? And then immediately we started watching Bullshit the Game Show. It was not discussed. And I even apologized for like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't ask you if you wanted to watch this. And Skloon was just like, no, why would you? Like, we're just here. Yeah, we're just vibing. And this is fun now. Vibing times. So everyone should should find them a Skloon. because no, everyone should find them an Ash. No. Listen, listen. No. <laughs> I'm a gremlin. Don't let you anyone. a gremlin. No, don't fool the but people. But you my gremlin. <laughs> you. Okay. You my You my gremlin. Where 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 I fault, you you thrive. It's a good it's a good it's a good uh, push and pull. I am a very shy bean, and you are a very, in my opinion, bold bean. So it's a good. I'm a bold bean, and that is the funniest thing that I think I've ever heard you say. A bold bean. No, I'm sorry, I lied. The funniest thing I ever heard you say was. Was it yesterday when you were like, I'm going to be a burglar and steal all the serotonin? <laughs> okay, listen, everybody. Get yourself an Ash because she made me a custom Mothman puzzle. And while we were doing said puzzles, I was I was getting a little into Gremlin hours. And I was talking about stealing people's serotonin. And Ash was like, I need to hook a microphone up to you 24-7. This is true. This is what it is. And I... I love the fact, and I know that it can be overwhelming, but I love the fact that I can be myself around you and that I can also, I I can share my gift giving or my thoughts and not be judged or like, like, I like, you know, obviously the hoodie, Mm -hmm. I bought it because I knew that it would make Skloon happy. We've been, her birthday was in December and I didn't get her a present because she refused to let me buy her a present. So when I finally was able to. I went all out because I love her. <laughs> and yes, she was mad about it. Oh, but yeah. her reactions were super sweet and genuine that it made me happy 
that I made her happy. So find yourself a scloon who lets you do all the things that you want to do and get will give you sass. Oh, but yeah. we'll give you a sass with love. Like, sass comes with a package. You don't get the whole thing without sass. It's a package, baby. I mean, what are you? Like, <laughs> you aren't you like 5'2", five, 5'3"? Five, You're close I'm to five, the I'm 5'3". Don't You're... you take my inch away from me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Don't you she's 5'3", which I means that she's fun size, but also closer to hell, so she's a fiery demon. Yeah. No, but get yourself, get yourself an Ash. You know how many times I've come to Ash and was like, hey, I need advice, or let me just rant about this, or like, even I've gotten to the point where I'm so comfortable with you that I'll just make random ass noises, and you're like, uh-huh, and I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. most of the time, I'm really scared to do that with other people. Nope. I love noises. It's my favorite thing. I sit here, I, I have a... I have what I call a work call, mm-hmm. but what it is is I call people at work so that my ADHD has a partner so that I can do things faster with. I don't know why. That's why whenever I edit the podcast, I'm always like, hey, Skloon, do you want to join me in a call and just listen with me? Because I know that I'll do it then. Like, yeah. ADHD. And I'll will literally just be me and a work friend. And we just don't talk. But every once in a while, you'll hear me sing a song or they'll go or I'll like I'll meow. Like there's just random things that I do. And it's nice that you feel comfortable enough to do it with me because I'll just do it with everybody. Yeah. I don't. See, that's what I mean. You're a, a bold bean. A bold bean. A bold bean. Um, I'm an italic bean. You're a bold bean. I. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I enjoy that. <laughs> um, I just find yourself someone who will love you unconditionally. Relationship, like platonic friendship, romantic love, whatever. Find yourself that will let you be you. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Well, our scloonism for the day, is it to always have a bed knife? Uh, maybe not to always have a bed nice. Maybe check your, check your blankets before you go to bed. Cause, uh, might be knives. Might not know about the knives. You know what? That's the best scloonful. What? <laughs> check your blankets. Check. Cause there might be knives. There might be knives. You don't know. Maybe knives. Check them. But also. Check them right now. There's knives in there. Make sure that you don't have nose blindness. So that you can consistently smell whether or not something has changed and therefore gives you the smell of rotting meat. Yes. Yes. That's what I say. <laughs> well, this concludes our Tales of the Cryptid. But this just means that next week we are going to start back up with our one-on-one stories and... I have cryptid, and I'm very excited about the cryptid. Yeah. It's my favorite cryptid boy. Well, it's not my favorite, but he's he's top three. I'm going to be real with you right he's now. He's top three? Well, it's Mothman, number one. Uh-huh. Number two, who's also like one and a half because they're also great, are the Flatwoods. No, not Flatwoods. Are the <laughs> Fresno Nightwalkers. Pants Ghost. I was reading the, I was reading the, uh, <laughs> the Flatwoods creature the other day. Um, and then number three is this boy. So we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. 
uh, for exciting tales of true crime and monsters. Yeah. 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 We love you all. We love you guys as much as we love each other. Yeah. We love you more than S. Walkers love eating people. <laughs> Good one, Sklu. Thanks, Sklu. That was, <laughs> that was great. Uh, a plus. A- maximum a plus. effort. Yeah. Yep, A plus. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Get that bed knife. Bed knife. This has been an episode of Murder Horror Monsters. Music produced by Dank with a Stank and Spooky Rose. Research and stories completed by Ash and Skloon. Follow the podcast on Twitter at MHMPod. Join us every Tuesday for new content on Spotify.